all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Morgan McLeod, Assistant Professor of Pediatrics and Internal Medicine at UMMC. It is getting really hot down here in the South, and summertime is officially just around the corner, but it's essentially here. And so today, we're going to be talking about how to beat the heat and how to stay safe this summer. Uh, A lot of people are going to be taking trips, uh, the summertime vacations, and so we're going to talk about some things that you can do for traveling this summer and how to stay safe. And then we'll get into a little bit about sun protection, water safety, and really just any tips or questions that you may have. We would love to hear from you. You can always send us an email as well to kids at mpbonline.org. Um, so one of the, I feel like for the past few years at the beginning of the summer, we have done kind of like a, a summertime show and I've always enjoyed it because one of the things I like to talk about is like kind of your kit for the summertime traveling. Um, and everybody always has good suggestions for what to put into their, their summertime travel kit. So if you're listening and you have some tips about what you like to travel with, um, I would love for you to give us a call and share them. And I'm going to tell you some of the things that I like to pack um, and to travel with. I mean, majority of the time, I feel like most places you're going, you're going to have access to stores and to go get certain things that you may need. Um, But it is nice, especially in certain situations, you know, especially if you're traveling with children um, or even older people as well, you know, there's certain times that you may not have a chance to get right to the store. And so it's nice to have these kind of things in your bag with you. And so I'm always that person in our family that likes to overpack and likes to pack all the things um, because I never want to be without just in case, you know, I'm always that just-in-case packer. We were actually texting with my sisters about that uh, this morning. My sister sent a video of a lady packing for a a three-day visit, and, well, this is my just-in-case this, my just-in-case that, because um, that's totally me. I always like to have everything, because you never know what you may encounter in your trip. So let's start about, you know, you can buy some of these pre-made first aid kits if you want to. They have lots of them. And it's probably not a bad idea to like kind of always have one of these in your car. Um, I can't say that I have that, but I've seen several people and know people who have their own little kind of first aid kit or survival kit that they have in um, in the car in case anything were to come up. You can always reach back in the back seat and get that kit. Um, but I definitely think it's important to make sure you travel with a first aid kit 
Um, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. This is one of the things that I like to do. So first things first, medicines. Like what are you going to make sure you take on your trips? Always want to make sure you have some Tylenol and ibuprofen. Um, those are just the normal over-the-counter pain relievers. You never know what you may encounter, um, especially, like I said, if you're traveling with kids and if your kids falls and hurts something or if you're going to the beach and you've been out in the sun all day, um, very easy to get dehydrated and you may come in with a headache um, after being in the sunlight and not eating and drinking as much as you normally would. Or, um, you know, maybe uh, you fall down or you're sore from walking on the sand. You know, there's all kinds of different things that, that may come about why you may need a little pain reliever while you're on vacation. And then, you know, you never know. Hopefully, you won't fall and break a bone, but that definitely happens as well on trips. So having that Tylenol and Advil or ibuprofen available. So Tylenol, as you know, is acetaminophen. Um, ibuprofen can be Advil is the typical one for, for that one. Um, and it's nice to just have those. Now, some reasons you wouldn't be, I have, uh, you know, we get this question asked a lot in clinic because people will say, uh, you know, they come in for a certain condition and I'm like, well, did you take anything for it? You know, if they're hurting, well, I didn't know what I could take um, because you're, you know, especially if you have high blood pressure or maybe you have diabetes or kidney problems, liver problems, you want to know what you can and you can't take, which is a very legitimate concern and question. So um, so ibuprofen, Advil, um, Aleve is in the, also in this family of what we call NSAIDs, which is uh, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. But that means they have anti-inflammatory properties, but they also help with the pain. So this is going to be, like I said, Advil, Aleve, or ibuprofen. Naproxen is the other term for Aleve. You want to avoid those if you have kidney problems. So if anybody has ever told you you have kidney disease, you want to be careful taking those. Or say you're somebody that gets like stomach ulcers, peptic ulcer disease, you want to be careful with those as well because that can also flare that up. I was going to ask you about goodies and BC powder and stuff like that because, man, it works fast. Yes, yes. And they are fine. And, I mean, you know, I always tell people for the most part it's going to be okay as long as you do it in moderation, just like everything else. So a goodies and a BC powder is fine every now and then. But if you have stomach ulcers, that's probably not a good medicine for you. Um, same with kidney disease, too. You want to be careful with those. Uh, but for the most part, you know, even if you have stomach ulcers, taking a, a BC powder or goodies or an ibuprofen here and there is not going to hurt you. Um, these are more the people that use it all the time. So you just want to be careful. So if you have people traveling with you that have those conditions, you you know, you may want to be a little more mindful of it. Um, but there, you can take it. My aunt used to love a BC powder. That was like her thing. Yeah, it's for some reason I it just uh, a couple of us up here started using them. Like one tried it one time because mm-hmm. we were like, "This is such a weird product from like yesteryear." Uh-huh. And uh, I I took it for a toothache one time. It worked really well, and I was like, "Man, I'm going to try this." And then it just it, it took off from there. Yep. So it was, it's almost like currency up here to a certain extent. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, and I think part of it is the powder that it does get into you a little bit quicker than the the pill well the form one is. has caffeine in it too so that's yes. probably the addiction part, part probably that we probably are say to, yeah. probably say yeah we used to make fun of my aunt though because she would she would have her bc and then she'd chase it with a sweet tea that was her that was her <laughs> thing <laughs> bc powder and sweet tea 
So um, Tylenol, if you have liver disease, everybody always wonders if you can take Tylenol, and you can. Um, so what we re- what we tell people is you don't want to take more than four grams of Tylenol in a day. So what I tell most of my patients is get the extra strength Tylenol. These are people that have like arthritis pain and things like that that may be flaring up as you travel. Get you some of the extra strength Tylenol or the Tylenol arthritis. That's going to be a little bit more than a regular Tylenol. A regular Tylenol has 325 milligrams, whereas a extra strength has 500 milligrams. So you can take two extra strength Tylenol three times a day and still be safe. Um, and it shouldn't cause any problems to your liver, shouldn't cause any damage or anything like that. If you have liver problems, though, you want to reduce that to two grams a day, so 2,000 milligrams in a day. So you can only take two extra strength Tylenols twice a day. So just some things to be mindful of when you're packing your your medicine bag of what you can and you can't take. But always want to make sure you have some Tylenol and ibuprofen in there because I feel like people are constantly asking for some Tylenol or some Advil. Um, Benadryl is another one that I always recommend taking. Uh, You can have, you know, Zyrtec, Allegra, any of the antihistamines as well. Benadryl, I feel like it's just the one that's kind of more readily available. Has a few other things that are nice about it. So it, it does. Number one, we use Benadryl for allergic reactions. So you know, if you by chance come into contact with something that breaks you out or um, say you get a rash because you ate something wrong. My my dad, every time we go to the beach, he breaks out with a rash. It's something to do with like the sand and the seafood and the sun combo. Um, you know, it never fails. He can eat. He can go in the sun. He can eat seafood separately. But if you put it all together, he just breaks out in a rash. So, you know, having you, you may be one of those people, too. Um, Um, that just breaks out in rashes randomly and you're just kind of sensitive to things. So have that Benadryl on hand so that you can do that. And the other nice thing about Benadryl, why I said maybe it over like Allegra or Zyrtec is because it does make you sleepy. So if you're one of those people that doesn't sleep very well when you go on vacation because you're not in your bed and you're not in your normal setting, um, Benadryl may be nice for you because it can kind of help help you get into that swing of getting your good night's sleep while you're on vacation and getting some rest. So, um, But really, any antihistamine is good to have. Um, with that, also, maybe some like Dramamine or nausea medicines. You know, Dramamine, if you've got people who get car sick easily, or if you're going to be on... Um, you know, going on a vacation somewhere where you know you're going to be doing a lot of driving, that would be nice to have. The Dramamine is really good for car sickness and motion sickness. So if you're going, you know, like I said, driving a lot of places or going on a boat somewhere um, where you could potentially be getting motion sick, you want to make sure you have that. And then the nausea medicines, you know, there's really not any good over-the-counter nausea medicines, unfortunately. Dramamine may help some, Um but it doesn't help as much. So this may be something, especially if you're going on a long trip, that you want to ask your doctor about. I actually had a patient earlier this week that is going to Italy for six weeks. And so they asked me if I could send in a few medicines just that they could have. So I sent them in some nausea medicines um, because you really, you just never know when you may need it. And you don't want to get down there and then everybody get this, you know, especially if you're traveling with a big group. Um, if one person gets a stomach bug, then everybody's getting the stomach bug. So it's not a bad idea. I don't think most doctors mind doing it. I know I don't care. I always try to get my friends, um, you know, 
to send me in a medicine before I go on a trip, a big trip, because you want to make sure you have that Zofran or whatever nausea medicine you need on hand just in case somebody in the trip in the group gets sick. So this is Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. We are talking today about summertime safety, and for the first little bit, we've been talking about like what our first aid kits for summertime travel is, and we're going to talk some about sun safety, water safety, and really answering any questions that you may have. I'd love to hear the weird things that people, not necessarily weird, but maybe unorthodox ideas of travel items yeah, to, that, that people have built over time to keep them safe. I know a lot of times when I broadcast, I wind up bringing like a bottle of Tylenol and uh, like antacid medicine and things like that because man, if like like in, in me personally like heartburn will mm-hmm. feed nausea and feed into a headache mm-hmm. and like when you're trying to talk on the radio while all those things are happening you sound terrible generally <laughs> and so like I learned to travel with like antacids mm-hmm. and headache medicine and I had a huge bottle of all these things and somebody was like boy you're prepared one time and I was like oh just through experience yes. that's it so I'd love to hear little anecdotal things that everybody brings to the beach or the right. mountains or wherever they go with yeah them. I don't have um, antacids in here so that's a good one to add because that's that's kind of like a staple one like Tylenol and Advil and Benadryl yeah um, which one is your favorite do you well, I, for that purpose, it was just like the the chalky chewable thing. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, my my wife, God bless her, she's she's got me on a thing where I take every morning now, yeah. and I don't know which. It's, there's like an Probably orange like one that's square or something. or something like that. It's yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, having Tums and things like that, that's a good one too. Um, and then you can always get a little bit stronger medicine too, like a Pepsid or Zantac. Uh, they took Zantac off the market, but now it's actually being rebranded. It's essentially the same thing as Pepsid. Uh, but, you know, one of those, Zantac, Pepsid, something like that, that yeah. tends to be a little bit more effective. Um, but, you know, just if you have like a quick thing that you need to take some Tums or something like that, that yeah. works just fine. Or Rolaids. That was always another one we had growing up. So, And we will go to Dan in Yazoo City. Good morning. Good, mo- good morning. Very hot morning it is. Um I really appreciate the shout out there about the uh, sun, sand, and seafood. <laughs> yeah, so for everybody listening, this that Dan is my dad, so I did call him out earlier. <laughs> well, and I think you probably need to mention that I usually pack a dose pack, a medrol dose pack, because it is it is quite an outbreak that I have, an unknown uh, uh, combination of that causing it. I don't know what it is, but it's pretty too much fun. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, too much fun, but the, the dose pack is about the only thing that will get it out of control. So, I, But <clears throat> speaking of that and, and the sun, and we were talking about BC powders and aspirins and Tylenols and stuff, I, I just it, there are some people out there that are on medication, and there are some that are like me that have just terrible skin. And uh, if you make the mistake of taking a, a photosensitive uh, medicine like an aspirin or uh, um, BC powder and get out in the sun, I think you'll probably find you get a much more severe burn there. Uh, And along those lines, if you could kind of give give us a a range of the um, uh, SPF factors, it might be helpful for those of us that are going on vacation and and the levels that um, are absolutely needed and maybe the compounds that are needed. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good point. There's a lot of people's medicines out there that make them a little more sensitive to the sun. There's also some medicines out there that can make you more sensitive to the heat in general. So that's another thing to think about. So a lot of the blood pressure medicines and diuretic medicines, some seizure medicines and headache medicines um, can make you more sensitive just to getting overheated in general. So that's a really good point to bring up with medicines. You got to be mindful of what your medicines are. Talk to your doctor. Make sure there's nothing in particular you should be on the lookout for. Um, With regards to sunscreen, number one, you want to make sure it says broad spectrum in there so that it protects both UVA and UVB um, because those are the two main types of the sun rays that end up causing uh, sunburns. What I've always read is you need at least an SPF of 15 to get any kind of decent protection. Um, And then really once you hit SPF of 30 or 40, after that, there's really not that much of a difference. And our dermatologists that were in um, a couple of weeks ago said the same. So once you hit SPF 30, 40, there's really not that much of a difference after that. Um, uh, dermatologists are going to recommend at least an SPF of 30 to do, you know, that's what you need to wear every day uh, when you're out in the sun. So you want to make sure it says broad spectrum, so it covers UVA, UVB. You want at least an SPF of 30 um, that will give you protection from the sun. And then um, lastly, they recommend a mineral sunscreen. Um, and if you were listening to the show, you may remember what they talked about when they said mineral sunscreen. But um Basically, that's going to have either zinc oxide in it or titanium dioxide in it, and that's what's going to give you the best protection from the sun. They are those kind of like thick white sunscreens, you know. If you put the sun, some some of those sunscreens now, they don't, um, they're not as bad as they used to be. They've made it a little bit better, but that's kind of what I think about back in the day is those like thick white sunscreens. But those are actually the ones that give you the best protection. Like the lifeguard player. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Well, early um, early application, before, uh, 30 minutes or so before you go, and then reapplication after water, I take it? Two hours. Every two hours you need to, yeah. So, yeah, you want to do about 15 to 30 minutes before you go into the sun and then reapply every two hours. If you're going to be sweaty or in the water, make sure you dry off before you put the sunscreen on when you reapply. Well, thank you very much. I enjoy the show. All right. Thanks for calling. I will go next to Craig in Biloxi. Good morning, Craig. Hey, good morning. Uh, I'd like to just focus on my go bag. If I go a mile down the road, I'm going to take my bag with me. Uh, to start with, I, I I have an eight spanage. It's five inches wide, and it can be used. I, I've already used it twice. Not this one, but... Uh, on a broken arm, and I, I used it for a splint and a gaping wound on someone's hand that, that I just wrapped up. And uh, I, I would like to ask about uh, a temporary paste for, uh, if you can use Vaseline as a temporary paste for a gaping wound. And I have some other things in my kit here, but I'd like to ask about the Vaseline. Yeah, I don't know that... Mm. I don't think it would hurt, but I don't know how much help you'll get from it. Um, 
you know, I think the biggest thing if you have a gaping wound is to try to bring it together and create, like you said, um, like splint it somehow or sometime, uh, somehow create kind of not a tourniquet, but you know what I mean, something that's bringing it together, um, trying to hold it together more. So again, I don't know that the Vaseline is going to help you very much, but I, sh- I don't think it'll hurt. Um, the biggest thing when you have an open wound and that one that's bleeding is pressure. Um, and sometimes you have to hold pressure for five minutes to really make the bleeding stop. So really, the biggest thing is you want to do is you want to make sure you bring something to bring it together and hold the pressure. And then once you get it stopped, I think Vaseline would be appropriate. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, the other thing is I always bring food with me because I don't know how many times I, I've gotten in the car with someone, and they say, we're, we're going down to the store, we're coming right back, and I ended up going for four or five hours, mm-hmm. and I'm starving to death. So I always bring food and water. I don't care what they say. Yeah, which is a good which is a good thing. Like, um, you know, our last caller mentioned if you're in certain medicines, that can make you more prone to, to sunburns, and I'd said overheating. It's the same thing. There may be certain medicines that you take that make you more prone to, like, your blood sugar drop in, um, and that, that is very important. You want to make sure you have a snack or at least something that could bring your sugar up or your blood pressure up. Um, if you haven't been eating and drinking and you take those medicines, that can make you more sensitive to that. So that's a that's a great thing to have. Make sure you pack a snack for sure. Okay. Yeah. I, other than that, other than that, that's that's my my basic go to pack. And I do add a first aid kit if I'm going to be if I'm going to travel further than a mile or so. Perfect. And Vaseline is one of those things that you can use for a lot of things. And it is a great basic moisturizer. It's just, it's good for a lot of stuff. So traveling with Vaseline is is an, another good thing that I actually don't have on my list. I have some ointments and things, but I didn't have a um, Vaseline in particular. But Vaseline is always, can be very helpful for a lot of stuff. So I think that's a good recommendation as well. So thanks for calling, Craig. Now we'll go to Sue, who is in Greenwood. Good morning, Sue. Good morning. Uh, I wanted to recommend an over-the-counter medicine for motion sickness that changed my life. Actually, it's called Bonine, Mm -hmm. and it's a a chewable tablet. Um, And I used to get on airplanes and get dogs sick, but once I take that before the plane takes off, like 30 minutes or an hour before uh, we take off, I'm totally fine. Well, good, yeah. So I wanted to just let people know about that. You know, if they're going to be on a boat or a plane or even if they get motion sickness in the car, take one of those before you get in, and you're good for like eight hours. Yeah. So that is actually meclizine, um, which is one of the medicines that we use for vertigo, and it can be very, very helpful. Yeah, well, I hope that helps a lot of people out there because dramamine never helped me at all. Yeah. I'd, I didn't realize that. So you said it's a chew tab? It's, it's chewable, yes. Okay, okay. I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, so no, that that's definitely a great recommendation. We use meclizine for a ton of things. So yeah, and it works perfect for, it works pretty good for motion sickness. Um, so yeah, thanks for calling and sharing that. We appreciate it. I have never used it myself. I um for the boning, I've always just kind of gone to Dramamine, but that is definitely an option and I totally forgot about that one. So thanks for calling and sharing that one. We talked about some of our medicines. We talked about Tylenol and ibuprofen, which are good for pain. Um, we talked about having like some kind of antihistamine like Benadryl or Zyrtec, Allegra, um, so that if you do have any kind of t- allergic reaction um, or just a change of environment, if that flares up some allergies for you. 
We talked about some um, nausea and motion sickness medicine. I mentioned Dramamine. Our caller, Sue, mentioned Bonine, which I had forgotten about, which is great. Um, it's also Meclizine, um, which is can be very helpful, too. So Dramamine, Bonine are also really good medicines to have on hand. I had mentioned talking to your doctor about maybe getting some prescription nausea medicines um, because, you know, if somebody, especially if you're traveling with a big group and one person comes down with a stomach bug, then everybody's going to get the stomach bug. Um, so it's nice to just have some of those prescription nausea medicine on hand. Um, and I feel like if you call your doctor, for the most part, they're not going to be bothered by sending one of those kind of medicines in, especially if you're about to go on a trip and, um, and you need that. I did it just earlier this week for a patient. So I, I don't think most would mind doing that for you. So uh, we've got Mikey in Mobile. Good morning, Mikey. What's going on? Oh, good morning. I, can I tell you a brief story here, um, the Vaseline thing? Because I, it has slipped my memory. Um, this is a beach story, which is very appropriate right now. We were at the beautiful Gulf Shores, Alabama, and I was in the uh, third or fourth grade. And uh, my brother and I were playing captain of the ship where, you know, he was a, a little bit younger than me, three years younger than me. And we were sitting, you sit on the either end of a rented raft and, you, you know, you, you, you know, you're a third or fourth grader, right? Um, but this all of a sudden a rogue wave came up behind us. I mean, I, I didn't, I looked at it and I thought, wow, what, where's all the water going? Because <laughs> it was like draining out below knee level on us, you know. It's like, and I wanted to win the game. Uh, but uh, I looked over and there was this wall. I mean, it was like two or three times as tall as I was. And, you know, but I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm from Mobile, you know, um, grew up. And so it wasn't, you know, I just thought, okay, well, I know what to do. I just, you know, roll with it. Is a well, it took me, and it rolled me over and over, which was great. I thought, oh, this is so much fun, until my face hit the, the sandy bottom, and it scraped a good 50, if there's a 75-cent piece, it, it would have been that size, piece of flesh off my left cheek, mm. which, um, uh, I mean, that, that was no fun at all, especially in salty water, right? Yeah. So anyway, I, I, I came out when I... It, my mother was like, I don't know what to do. We'll, you know, wait till we get back. Nanny will fix it. <laughs> Nanny was my her mother, and um, sure enough, Nanny did fix it because you know it was it was where it couldn't be bandaged, mm -hmm. and um, and she used Vaseline. That's exactly what she used. She said, "Well, we're going to try this because um, she knew what she was doing, obviously." Um, uh, and she just put a thin layer of Vaseline on it. And uh, reapplied that as needed, you know, throughout the day or whatever. I mean, that's what boxing trainers do when, when sometimes a, a, a fighter will get cut and bleed and they'll, they'll, they can only wow. do so much uh, yeah. in between rounds. And sometimes they'll, they'll try to do, do, duck that up with some uh, Vaseline. Yeah. And, uh, to, well, I mean, it creates a barrier, so that's helpful. Um, and that's essentially what, like, A&D ointment is for diaper cream, diaper rashes and stuff. You know, it's the same thing. It's just creating that barrier layer to it. But the other reason okay. why it probably was helpful for your cut is because anytime anything's healing, you want to make sure it stays fairly moisturized um, because that helps prevent scarring, too. So that's also important. Mm -hmm. 
that's what she was trying to do. And this was not a cut. This was like you had taken sandpaper and papered down to the under layer of, of the, the skin. You know, yeah. So it was it was <laughs> it was no fun. But anyway, the uh, the other two things that I've got to um, to also this also came from Nanny. Um, her grandmother was. She said that she. she I, I used to ask her. I said, "How do you know all this?" And she said, "Oh, my grandmother. You know, it's like she said." I, I said, "Well, how did she know?" And she said, "She was. She was a mountain, or you know, mountain uh, shaman, basically." <laughs> and, uh, uh, and and she said, "You know, it's like and she." I said, "Well, you know," and she said, "I have actually forgotten about I've I what I know talking about herself." You know, is uh, I've already she knew, she had already for, forgotten more than twice as much as that before she even taught it to my nanny. You know, mm-hmm. um, but anyway, and this this was another one that, uh, and, and it, I'm thinking it's helpful for when you're traveling thing because even if you don't take it with you, because I don't know, it depends on what kind of traveler you're doing and what you've got kind of stuff you got to let people go through in, in the process, um, but. Key sunburn, which can be a particularly, yeah, it ain't no fun either. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're if you're a light skinned, blonde, blue eyed, you know that kind of a, a genetics. Um, and uh, she would take uh, after after the sunburn, <laughs> wait until until you get home and uh, a tea bag. Mm-hmm. I have heard of that too. Tea bag and and let it cool off. And I guess, it's, and I've also heard that vinegar works now. I think the tea bag works better. Um, but I think that it's got something to do with restoring the acid balance in your skin. Um, but it doesn't hurt. It sounds, a vinegar sounds like it would hurt if you put it on the sunburn. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. It cools it down and it feels really great. Now, the third thing here, and this is the final one, uh, the toothache thing that um, uh, is Jay, right? Mm-hmm. Jay would do that? Yeah. Um, the toothache thing. This is something else. Uh, it works every time. Uh, unfortunately, I've also experienced it more than my share. Um, a clove bud, just a whole clove bud. Hmm. Just take the thing and, and uh, you know, if it's between your teeth or whatever or on your gum line or whatever, um, just stick it on there. Um, if it's a really bad place, you know, it's like stick two of them on there or whatever. And um, let it just kind of soak the saliva up, and it will dull the pain. It will knock the pain out. Hmm. Okay. Never heard of that. And, 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 and those are things that you can also get, you know, even if you're on vacation, even if you can't carry them with you, you can go to the kitchen of whatever place you're staying and beg. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say, I, I don't want to go out and look for the wrong plant, throw the, <laughs> throw the wrong shrubbery in my mouth and come out with poison ivy or something like that, poison oak. <laughs> Well, you don't want to be, you don't want to be arrested for for people going, what the heck is this? You know, <laughs> take off your shoes. <laughs> well, thanks, Mikey, Y'all for all those tips. We appreciate it. Yeah, it, you know the random stuff that you can put on things. <laughs> I can remember, um, like growing up on the softball field, and we had yellow jackets and all kinds of mm-hmm. things, and you'd get stung. 
and people would break open a cigarette and put the tobacco on the sting. When she mentioned the tea bag, mm-hmm. I, I remember for, you know, like bee and wash stings, people using tea bags. And I also remember way back in the day, you know, like your grandparents would bust open a cigarette, cigarette and, and, and use that, to, that, no. that tobacco leaf. Yep. But I, it worked. I don't know what it is about that, but it worked. It would always work. Um, and then a meat tenderizer. That was the other thing. Mix a little meat tenderizer with some water and that would also always help with the sting. Okay. But the tobacco. I never understood that, but anytime people would get stung, we were outside. Somebody would find somebody with a cigarette, and you know, I do not condone the cigarettes. There but you go. right, right, right. <laughs> if you do have somebody traveling with you and you a do get stung, bygone time. Yeah. yeah, and she makes a good point about that sand. Well, that sand sure does look fun, but it can be unforgiving. Mm-hmm. I know. I, I, every time I get in the water. I'll get caught like walking on my knees mm-hmm. thinking that that's, you know, that's just, just, oh, this sand is so soft and everything. And I'll take like two or three steps on your knees and you're like, oh, nope, that hurts yep. a lot. I need yep. to get up on my feet again. Yep. So, yeah. 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 Sand can, sand can be a booger when Unforgiving. you're Unforgiving. Yeah. Yep. Well, we've got some... And can get everywhere also. Oh, it does get everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) It does. I know. We're going... We're actually going to the beach in two weeks, and I I love the beach. It's one of my favorite things, but the sand, it does. It just gets everywhere, and you can't get it all. And I have to remind... I have to suspend my wife's uh, uh, cleanliness perfection expectation when we're going towards where the sand is. Hey, remember to pause that, okay? And the worst... just can't keep that that standard here. (laughs) Right. And then the worst part is when you go take a shower and you wash off the sand and all the sand collects in the tub yeah. or the shower and then so you still it's like you still just feel like you never can get clean because right. it's just like always there yeah we brought all the dirt here collectively yes <laughs> always always this is southern remedy kids and teens on mpb think radio we have been talking today about staying safe in the summertime and focusing kind of on what we like to travel with um, as everybody's going to be soon hitting the road for vacations because it's summertime and so if you have any comments we would love to hear from you you share what you like to travel with. We've already gotten some great tips, and we'd love to hear some more. You can always send us an email as well to kids at mpbonline.org. So we've got a couple of callers, and we will go to uh, Chico first, who's on the road. What's going on, Chico? Hey, good morning, y'all. I haven't heard the entire show, so someone may have already suggested this. But for traveling, um, I always insist and it's good for this is real good for mental health. I always insist on traveling with a dog. Oh, nobody said that yet. Traveling with your pet? Uh, well, it's, it's very it's very important to me. I've been known to travel back and forth across the country alone and to Alaska back and forth to Mississippi. And, um, you know, I have no problem with traveling long as long as there's also a dog with me. Mm-hmm. And I like traveling with a dog with me, too. And if you're like me, if you sleep in the car... On some nights, the dog provides warmth. Yeah, that's true. They can be a good snuggle, a snuggle partner, which can be nice and can be annoying. <laughs> a good friend, no talk about. There that's you go. Right. Yeah, Chico, yeah. that's it. You got it. Yeah, yeah. She went on Bob Dylan tour with me last year, and we slept in my Oldsmobile the entire way, and uh, we got used to it. You know, she knew what to do. We'd pull over, and, and uh, she was ready to snuggle, and it's, and it's great for your Aww. mental health too. 
Yeah, it is. I do love a dog. Um, my dog is uh, the best snuggler, and it is really sweet, especially, you know, when you, you you know, you, the snuggles do, they just make you happier. But sometimes it can be really annoying when she takes tries to take over the whole bed sometimes when they're snuggling. <laughs> but like you said, if you're on the road, that is kind of nice to have that little extra snuggles in the car. So, yeah, thanks for calling. The Okay, thank you. Yeah, traveling with a dog um, – it depends on, I guess, how needy your dog is. But sometimes that can be a little stressful, too, um, you know, just with all the extra stops that you have to make to let them out. But I think in the end, it is rewarding. I, um, I lost my dog last, my 14-year-old dog last year, and I always wanted to take him to the beach. That Aww. was one thing I always wanted to do because, man, that dog loved water. He would go get in the pool and the ponds. Really? Yeah. Oh, yes. He had a, He loved the water. But I never got to take him to the beach, and that was one thing I always regret. So um, if you can travel with your dog, I think that is something that is yeah, really absolutely. special to be able to do that. That's part so. of it is, is being able to get yourself in a position where you can make cross-country trips with a dog if you would like to. That's so true. Chico's, he's doing something right. That is very true, very true. And driving to and from Alaska. Well, that's that's impressive. That is. That's a long way. That's a long way. We're supposed to be going to Alaska, actually, in July, later this summer, but we will be flying. We will not be driving. Yeah, it's a straight line yeah. uh, to drive uh, up there. Yes. No, no, no. All right, we'll go next to Becky, who is in Fairhope. Good morning, Becky. Good morning. What's going on this morning? Well, um, I was just listening, and I've got a question. When I was growing up, uh, we lived out in the country. And when there were times that somebody got something in their eye, in their eye, and my grandmother would lay down and pour milk in my eye, and and it helped. <laughs> and and I mentioned that I tell that to my kids. You know, growing up did that, and nobody, no, everybody thinks I'm crazy. Like, <laughs> says, why would that help? So, what are y'all thoughts? Is there a reason? Because it definitely did help, and it would bring whatever it was to the corner of your eye. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I, you know, anytime you have any kind of like one of the things like um, in like our chemistry labs and biology labs and all of that kind of stuff growing up and in uh, college and in medical school, there was always a eye station or anytime you got anything, you know, you would go over there and you would just try to flush it out. So I think just putting anything, any kind of liquid in there that could potentially um, help flush it out. But I guess maybe the milk could potentially neutralize some things. I don't, I don't really know. Oh, you know milk, the consistency of milk can be soothing yeah, especially if it's true. cold you know yeah. like like heartburn a lot of times i don't know that milk necessarily helps heartburn at all but just the soothing of it yeah the coating of it oh, in yeah. your stomach kind of tamps yeah. some of that down a little bit and i could see where that can do the same thing for your eye yeah. not necessarily uh, getting what's in your eye out but but i could see how that would soothe the irritation and allow your eye to settle down like right. your eye muscles to settle down where you can then go after what it is it's actually yeah. messing up your eye yeah right, right. so you know, it's it's something that people probably readily have on hand, yeah. um, maybe. So, anyway, it's something good to grab if you need it. Yeah, thanks for calling and sharing that. I've never heard okay. of that. Um like I said, we we always are taught to make sure you flush your eyes out, yeah. um, especially in like all the labs when we're exposed to everything. But um, I've never heard of milk. Yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. The, the winner of the Indianapolis 500 every year, he gets like they douse him in milk. I, oh, really? I, yeah, I, I guess for whatever reason they know what they're doing. But yeah. like it's yeah, I mean if that guy gets doused in milk, then yeah. I don't see where it's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's interesting. Trying to think if there's any other weird stuff. They may that douse I them in other stuff, and he just drinks the milk. Actually, but uh, uh, th- there's always milk there. There's some sort of tradition about it. So, uh, yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. I, the thought of chugging milk makes me, oh, I don't think I could do that, but more power to them if they can. So um, I'm trying to think if there's any other weird things that I can remember growing up that would always seem to work. I don't know if you have any other ones. The The meat tenderizer and tobacco were always the things for the, the stings. Yeah. Um, uh, the aloe vera was always what we used for sunburns. I just know where comedians talk about they. Uh, everybody used to say rub tussin on it, or rub yeah. a tussin. Or <laughs> I just know uh, in, in certain parts it's just castor oil fixed everything, and I don't yeah. know what's that. What's up with that? Yeah. And I'm I'm not saying fix anything with castor, castor oil, oil these no, days, yeah. but man, your grandparents, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They could build a house out of castor oil. <laughs> I don't know how it worked. That is they so could true. build a dam out of castor oil. <laughs> and they could true. change the oil in your car with castor oil also i'm like wait i don't think that's that yes mm-hmm. yes 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 people still use castor oil you'd be surprised well, it must it, it, it do anything a lot it fixes use, everything evidently <laughs> a lot use it for um they'll give it to babies for like constipation and things like that yep. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yes people still use it people still use it um so just to kind of get back to like uh, some other things that may medicines that you can get over the counter that may be helpful to keep in your kit um besides like tylenol advil benadryl dramamine both um, we mentioned Vaseline, any kind of ointment. That's always good to have as well. Some other ointments that I would recommend is making sure you have some hydrocortisone ointment, um, especially if you're going to be out traveling and uh, you're going to be outside a lot and you're going to be bitten by mosquitoes or gnats or whatever bugs it may be. If you're one of those ones or maybe your kid is one of those ones that swell up when they get bit, um, put a little hydrocortisone in there, give them a little Benadryl at night, and it should calm down the next day. Um, but hydrocortisone is nice to have just for anything. And then, it, like, you know, sometimes you go outside and if you've been out in the grass or even the, the sand, the what we were talking about earlier, you may get kind of itchy um, and the hydrocortisone can help with that as well. So hydrocortisone is a good one to always have in hand. Same thing with like getting like a triple antibiotic ointment too, um, because a lot of times if, you know, if your kid is one of those ones that swells or maybe you are with the mosquito bites and then you scratch it and you get a little open wound there, then it can get infected. And that happens all the time. Can you give me like a little 30 second, 30,000 foot view of the difference between those? Because it seems like every mom just dumps <laughs> mass levels of those two things on everything. Yes. And it just works out. So cord- that, That's totally a dad talking to you, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's a really good question, though. So hydrocortisone is a steroid. Every dad's like, just grab those two tubes and go find mom. <laughs> and that basically every life is saved by doing there that. Go, there you go. Yeah, but so the hydrocortisone cortisone is a steroid cream and so what the steroid does is it helps reduce the inflammation so that's why when they swell up when they get bit by something that steroid cream helps just kind of calm down that inflammation and it helps it not itch as bad so it neutralizes some of that you know they do make like benadryl creams and calamine creams and things like that that can be helpful for just itching in general Um, but if you have some kind of like reaction and swelling and redness then you probably want to stick to more of like the cortisone because that has the actual steroid in it. Um, But if it's just purely just itching, you know, Benadryl cream, um, calamine lotion, all that stuff is fine. Um, But if you do actually have some swelling, then you want to do the cortisone cream. Whereas the triple antibiotic ointment is like an actual antibiotic. So this is like if you have something that you're scared could be getting infected. Um, You know, if you say you got stung by something too, you know, like what if you're down at the beach and you got stung by a little jellyfish or something, or maybe you stepped on something and cut your foot, then you want to use the antibiotic ointment because you're trying to prevent it from getting infected. So, 
Maybe that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, so you kind of use them for two different purposes, but they're both good to have on hand. Or you'd be like Mikey and a wave spike you in the sand. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You, you never know what can happen, especially if it has been storming or a storm's about to roll in. Sometimes yeah. those, those waves can get pretty strong and they will knock you down no matter how strong you are. Um, and then lastly, because we only got just like a minute left, I wanted to make sure that I said to make sure you take your prescription medicines. I know that sounds silly, but like you'll be, you know, maybe in a rush pack in and you want to always make sure that you have your prescription medicines and look at your bottles to make sure you have enough um, because that always happens. We'll, we get calls all the time during the summertime of, hey, I'm over here on vacation. Can you send me? I only have two pills left. Can you send me an extra five days? And so we'll send medicines, you know, to all over around the country um, trying to help people make sure they have all their medicines. So make sure you pack your prescription medicines, but look and make sure you have enough to last you throughout your whole trip because that never fails. And don't just pack your prescri- your medicines that you take every day. Um, you know, if you're a wheezer, an asthma, and you have an albuterol inhaler, make sure you pack that one that you can use. Your EpiPens, um, you know, if you have seizures, your rescue medicines, anything like that, you know, make sure you have those on hand too, not just your ones that you take every day. And of course, like I already said, um, sunscreen, bug spray, those are things that you always want to make sure that you're traveling with as well, because you want to make sure you're using those for your kids and for you as adults. So um, this has been a great show. Thank you, everybody, for calling. This is always one of my favorite ones that we do, because I always love to hear what everybody takes. So I appreciate your calling in and giving us your suggestions. This has been Southern Remedy Kids and Teens, production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and Think Radio, and it's funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and generous support from listeners like you. Today's show was engineered by Jay White. Our call screener was Abram Nanny. I'm Dr. Morgan McLeod. Join us next Thursday at 11 for Southern Remedy Kids and Teens on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.